Welcome to Ride It Out LBS. I'm your host, Catherine Lauren. Every week, we talk to the LBS community on how they're dealing with disruption in their sector. If you've enjoyed listening to the podcast, please share. Today, we have Lucy Bowers, MBA 2021 at LBS, discussing the roles brands should and shouldn't play during the crisis. Welcome, Lucy. Thanks, Catherine. How are you? Very good, thanks. Um, quick background on Luce, as she likes to be called. She worked for five years uh, prior to the MBA at some of the largest advertising agencies in Australia. So, Luce, what is your fun fact? Um, my fun fact is that I didn't set out to work in advertising. I was applying for lots of different jobs when I graduated uni, and I saw a job ad that offered free pizza on Wednesdays, so I took my very generic cover letter and added the line, Pizza Wednesdays sounds like something I could get around. And I'm pretty sure that's the only reason I got an interview and definitely the only reason I got the job. And that's how I fell into advertising. <laughs> so it just uh, goes to show the importance of uh, customizing things and attention to detail. <laughs> exactly. It's all about personalization. <laughs> um, and we've seen a lot of companies, um, big and small, have scaled massively on their advertising spend during this crisis. And as a result, a lot of businesses that maybe advertising agencies are struggling. But you don't think this is the right approach. Please tell us a little bit more why. Yeah, it's interesting. So instinctively, you'd think that um, that it's kind of time to hibernate in a crisis. And it's the first thing traditionally that comp companies do is cut back on the marketing budget. But actually, lots of research has shown that the brands who do maintain or increase their advertising spend during these recessions or, or difficult times actually end up performing better in the long run. Uh, it seems counterintuitive, but it makes sense because there's less noise around you. In advertising, you're normally fighting for customers' attention. Right now, people are paying more attention to the newspaper than they than they usually are. If you're walking down Baker Street, there's less people, so you can see the ads on the bus stops and driving past on buses. It makes sense. Um, so even though even though brands are often tempted to cut back, it's actually a great time to scale up. And um, walking during my daily exercise, uh, walking past the bus, I noticed there was an advert of a uh, theme park, which seemed to be a little bit redundant now because obviously no one is going to theme parks and they're um, completely closed during the coronavirus times. Um, is there something to say that there is a difference between appropriate and inappropriate advertising during these times? Yeah, it's interesting. Um, it's interesting. There's definitely brands, products and services that are a lot more and a lot less relevant now than they were a month ago. Uh, what's interesting to see as someone who has worked in the industry is how quickly brands respond to that. So I've definitely seen my own fair share of ads where I've just thought, oh, that probably shouldn't be up there anymore um, when, I'm, when I've been on my you know, socially distanced walks at the moment. Um, but I think what's happened in, in your example is Either that media agency who, who placed that ad in that bus stop should have gone to the brand and said, we think you should take this down, or the brand should have realized that they've gone, you know, had this ad up and gone to the media agency and, and asked for it to be removed. The challenge is that these campaigns are often planned weeks or months in advance. So you do have to be really, really aware of what's out there for your brand. And as an agency, it's your job to be, to be one step ahead of them and kind of... Um, 
spotting these spotting these hazards before even even the brand does themselves. And have you seen any brands that are actually using this uh, as an opportunity to either rebrand themselves or repivot their branding? So someone that's traditionally kind of catered to some segments of customers or activities is pivoting to take advantage of the new situation. I've definitely seen interesting examples of tailoring existing creative. So I think that, um, you know, just because we're in this, in this really strange situation doesn't mean that people have to have to throw away work that's already been done. One of the great things about the industry is really creative. It's a problem solving industry. So I've seen plenty of examples. Um, Lurpak, the butter brand has reworked an existing campaign to focus it on all of the things you can do now that you're, now that you're stuck inside the house, which I thought was an interesting twist. Um, yeah, I mean, I think there are examples where brands have gone a little too far and tried to squeeze themselves into the conversation. And that's definitely a trap, a trap that's best avoided. And what about um, some of the customer reten retention or uh, maybe attrition um, after we come out of this? Do you think a lot of the customers might become a little bit saturated with advertising when life resumes back to normal? Yeah, possibly. And I mean, I'm sure there are lots of, there are lots of products, you know, everyone's trying to learn a language right now. Everyone's buying instruments on Amazon and learning the guitar or the ukulele or whatever it is. Uh, and so while it's great for those businesses at the moment, they're getting huge spikes in acquisition. It's going to, to then be about retention and how do you keep that massive influx of customers that you got during this time? How do you keep them happy? How do you keep them loyal? Um, in terms of being saturated with advertising, I think what I'm already getting saturated with now is emails from brands, you know, that I forgot that I even subscribed to their email list, checking in to see if I'm well and, you know, your, my brand is here for you. I think those are the ones that people are going to quickly get sick of. Um, I completely agree. Um, on the other hand, there are certain brands like oh, I subscribe to Sweaty Betty, which is like a workout um, kind of clothing um, company. And they do send a lot of uh, working from home styles um, and have frequent sales. So I think mm -hmm. there is a fine balance between like some of the brands that just seems a little bit intrusive that check in on you and some of the ones that are actually like, hey, you're probably bored and doing more online shopping. Why don't I just use this opportunity to discount a bunch of things and you know, ensure that you have even more workout clothes than you possibly need. <laughs> exactly. If you're living in workout clothes, you might as well wear a different set every day. Um, but there's something to be said, not just for advertising that is about kind of private companies or brands, but also how the government communicates mm. in general um, with the public. And I think you had a really interesting example about some negative externalities. Yeah, I think kind of unintentionally what all of this has highlighted is the importance of communications in general. You know, the example in brands that I have is that marketing managers often know so much about their product, know the ins and outs, think about it all day. And so they assume that customers understand and in fact care about it the same way that they do. I think similarly here, governments obviously have more information than the public, but the way that it's being communicated hasn't always been effective, right? I was speaking to a friend of mine, Alexander Barr, who's the director of behavioral sciences at an agency in Melbourne. And he was explaining the different, the different ways that people, uh, you know, how effectively information can be communicated. 
Uh, and intuitively, you would think that the most effective message would be a really self-centered message delivered from a peer, like a friend sending you a text message with an article that they read that's telling you exactly how you can protect yourself. But in fact, the most effective messages are ones that come from authority figures and focus on the greater good. So what your little piece of the puzzle does to the bigger picture. What I think we've seen though is early on, a lot of government responses around the world focused really heavily on that individual, individual part and there were unintended consequences to that. So saying to people who are between 20 and 35 years old, you won't get symptoms, but you know, be careful anyway, isn't an effective strategy, A, because people our age thought, oh great, I'm not gonna get sick, but B, because it turns out that we could get really sick. You know, there are lots of examples of people in their 20s who've really, um, really been, been hit hard by this illness. So unless it's not just the facts that you're saying, it's how you're framing them and how people interpret them makes such a big difference to how they're applied. And I think this whole, this whole situation, watching governments around the world struggle to communicate effectively to their residents really highlights how important strong communications are. And what is your uh, personal mantra in times of hardship? Uh, my personal mantra is to focus on the to focus on the positive things, to find the fun. My nana always used to say. Um, and even though I do spend most of my days inside now, there's still the sun is out in London. If I go for a walk, I might see someone who has a really funny jog, or I might see a really cute dog carrying a gigantic stick. It's little silly things that that are keeping me happy and positive at the moment so that would be my advice to focus on the fun <laughs> i like your dog example i've been taking so many pictures of like the wildlife in like regions park like who knew it was so fascinating <laughs> and they're so used to being they're so used to being fed by everyone that they just have no fear the squirrels like come up to you in the park now waiting for waiting for food <laughs> amazing lucy thank you so much um for uh, being a lovely guest on Write It Out at LBS. And for everyone that's been listening to the podcast, amazing. Keep it up and please share. Thanks, Kat.